Are you a fan of horror movies? Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The Book of the Dead. What about cult classics? Your move, creep. If you are, you'll love shocking things. Please search for us on all the major podcasting platforms. To see our social media and a direct link to our podcast, just go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. going on everybody this is danny and i represent the pwz podcast want to wish everybody back uh hopefully you guys are all doing good thank you all for tuning in uh before i get started here i am very excited not only for my guests here tonight but just because it's been a hiatus haven't done one of these in about seven months so glad to be back on the grind glad to be back doing this um and just be you know happy to be back with the pwz podcast so, without further ado, allow me to introduce my guest, uh, the self-proclaimed king of New York. Absolutely. Used known, used to be known as uh, Bougie Two Belts. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mr. J. Bougie. Uh, how you doing today, my man? Like I said, thank you for coming on to the show. Of course, bro. I'm doing good, and, and, and I feel even better knowing that I'm your first one back in like seven months. So, this is definitely going to be the best one yet. Let's, let's put it out there already. Man, like I said, I'm ready for this. So, you know, going into this, first of all, I want to congratulate you. Funhouse Wrestling, you know, American Luchador Champion. Finally sure. got that opportunity after so much controversy. Yo. You know, going through the waves of just, you know, beating Daniel Alexander. Then you get that title opportunity. Then they try to take that opportunity away from you. But then all of a sudden, you know... You come back, you win the championship, but not only that, but the stipulation, casket match. Yo, <laughs> yo, that 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 was crazy. So it's funny. So I'll, I'll give you a little backstory about the day. So I'm I'm heading up there. It's me and my boy on uh, Ransom, because he he he's he's usually the ride. We drive up there. I meet up with him. So we driving in everything. So we chilling. We talking about it. And on my way to the show, we're probably like ten minutes out. I think it was um, NEW was having a show, and it was Jerry Lawler versus um, Enzo in the casket match. So yeah. we chilling in the car. I'm like, yo, bro, look at this. Like they having a casket match. Like, like what? Like this is crazy. Like that's just like I those two in a casket match. I would never like picture that or think that. So I'm like, I right, whatever. We pull up to the parking lot, right? We we turn it into going to the parking lot with the show. And bro, there's a casket on the floor. It's, it's it's literally right there, like right at the front door of the building where you go in. So we're looking at that. So we thinking some other dudes that's on the that's on the show, like, oh, they must be having a casket match. And I'm like, yo, that, that's it's crazy, bro. Like, what? I walk in, you know, we everybody talking, everything like that. And then um Stacy comes up to me because she's one of like the heads of uh Funhouse. She's like, Oh my god, you're here. I didn't think you were coming. I'm like, why wouldn't I come? Like what? Like home homeboy been ducking me for months. He been talking hot. He, he been stealing my catchphrase. He been doing everything that I've been doing. Like why would I not show up today? They was like, oh, I, I don't know. We thought you wasn't coming. He's like, all right, well, um, your match is a casket match. What? What do you mean my match is a casket match? 
Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, how, like, how do we jump to that, bro? Like, of course, there's been talks about doing, like, you know, maybe a ladder match or like, uh, no DQ. You know, like typical stuff. You feel me? And then she's like, nah, um, you're having a casket match. Do you think it'd be cool? Like, do you want to come out in the casket? I said, hell no, I'm not coming out in no casket. What the hell is wrong? What you talking about? Like, what? He's like, oh no, I just, I just thought it would be cool, you know, if your music hits come out. I'm like, nah, I'm straight, I'm good on that. And then it, it was just crazy, bro, because it's like, first of all, it, it's my first title match, um, on on the Indies, really. I actually know, uh, correction, it's my second, because my first one was actually up against Kylon King, uh, up at PAPW Alley fights for I answered this uh, open challenge. So shout that out to Kylon match. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, I honestly say that's one of my favorite matches so far that I've had, like, this year, for sure. Definitely want to work with him some more. But, um, so going into that, we, we, we get there, and, you know, like I said, this, prior to that, it's my first title match with the whole build-up, working through it and everything, because I was going on since April. And so I'm excited for it, and then now you throw on the caveat of having a casket into it. So now I'm having my, now, so it's my first title match, right? It's my first casket match. And it's just, like, a whole bunch of firsts that just hit me, like, so, like, fast. I'm just like, yo, what the hell? Like, I've only been out here. At that time, it's been, like, I hit the Indies just in February. So, I've been out here for just about six, seven months. So, I'm like, yo, this is going like this. And they're already getting a Cassie match. So, I'm in the back right, right before I come out. Everybody coming around. like, guys, right, so, uh, what Taker theme are you using tonight? Coming out as the Ministry Undertaker? I'm like, yo, shut up, bro. Like, I got jokes. Everybody just just cracking jokes and everything, but it was cool. It bro, it was cool as shit, bro. Like I loved it. It was amazing. Like I, I I wish that I had known probably like ahead of time because I like it would have been. I felt honestly no. I feel like it worked out best because it that spurred a moment. You know, like the what you're gonna do with a casket now as opposed to like trying to think of ideas and doing something. You thinking on the fly. So it was dope, but if I definitely have another one, it's gonna be a hundred times better. Cause I'm gonna have way more fun with that. But I don't like caskets, bro. That that's not my vibe, man. That's not. You know what? It, it's crazy too because first of all, it, you know, it's their first casket match in you know the promotion's history. Absolutely. But not only that, I don't even think you've ever heard of defending a title and those types of stipulations. And when you think of casket matches, you're thinking of like darker characters. Yeah. So like you know, when it comes to you and you know, marvelous. And then, you know, obviously prior to that, you had Lawler and Enzo. The way I see it, I think it was just a way of, you know, ending, uh, you know, just ending the storyline right there, you know, just closing the casket, sealed and dealed. That, that, and, and that's what I thought. So you feel me? I close the casket. I'm getting my moment. I'm chilling. I'm celebrating. How the hell he run back out and attack me? Someone to open the casket when they send him to the back. He running down on me. Then a couple of my boys come out. They they they, they help me and everything. And then it's like he tried to break someone else's leg in the ring. I'm like, alright. So you just back from the dead already. It ain't even been a half hour. Homie got a self revive over there. I I hear that. But well, it was cool though, man. I I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm looking forward to you know whatever work continues down the line. Uh, especially right now, it's it's a little weird because um the owner Magic he's about to go into surgery. So I don't I don't believe there's any more shows for the rest of this year. So it's kind of like, yeah, so he's kind of telling me, like, yo, you're the champion. He's like, just defend it. Take it wherever you got to go to. Do what you got to do. You know, just put that name out there. Because this is this is the, literally the promotion started with the four of us. Myself, James Gray, Marvelous, and Hyena X. We were the first, we were the first ever match with Funhouse Wrestling back at Titan Championship Wrestling in April. For, I believe it was Ignition. 
So it's like he he's kind of giving us the ball right now, like yo, just just go out there and put on for us. So it's cool. I, I look forward to see what's going to happen. I mean, pretty much at this point, you're practically undefeated until yeah. promotions basically back up and running again. That, that that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> so, I said, you know, holding gold ain't nothing new to me, as you said in the beginning. You know, I used to be known as Bushi Two Belts. You feel me? I, I was the longest reigning light heavyweight champion ever at WW history. The first ever dual champion in WW history. You feel me? So it's like being a champion ain't nothing for me, baby. I love it. And the light heavyweight championship, you you held that for a length, you know, a lengthy amount of time, about like yes, two so, years or so. So if COVID would have never happened, it would have been three, like three and a half years. Oh, wow. This this December would have made four. Wow. And, and, you know, just to think, too, and you were the only person to ever hold two belts in that promotion. Yep. Wow. So you talked about Kylon King. You talked about PAPW. Let's talk about the PAPW 2021 Rumble in Paradise. This yeah. was obviously the first uh, PAPW event that was hosted by Fight TV. Super. You know, it, it definitely had its ties but unfortunately, it did have it low, you know, its low moments um, a week ago, probably today or, you know, uh, yesterday, within like a week or so. Um, we did lose Big Jim Anderson, uh, which they did hold, you know, a little tribute for him. Um, any time to reflect on uh, uh, Big Jim? Do you have any memories, um, anything that you can recall? So, so. It's I know it's unfortunate how it happened, but I literally just met him, like I believe it was July at TOS, the last TOS event. I was there. I was facing up against Frosty. I was representing the yacht club with TJ Howe going against uh, Frosty and everything because you know they they're having their their payoff their their big match uh, this Saturday, which I'll be there too. I'll be teaming up with Dan the Man going up against Notorious Mimi and uh, Encore. So that's very yeah. interesting. But um, I remember after the match. Um, I'm, I'm, it's me, Frosty, and TJ. We're in the back, you know, we're talking things over and thing. And then, like, his partner, Big Jim, his partner, I'm like, yo, huge, bro. The first thing I see, I see, I'm like, yo, he got some big ass arms. Like, yo, he's, he's, yo, bro. I'm just looking at him like, yo, this dude is huge. Like, why, why his arms like that? I'm just like, what? And then he came up to me and then he was like, yo, the match was good. You know, of course, like, you know, little things like that. But he was like, I liked it. You know, it was great. And it I, I, it was cool for him to do that because it's like, you'll get people that will come up to you and be like, oh, you know, this, this and that, that, that and this, you know, try and bring down the match and everything. But it's like, he's like, yo, it was good. Of course, you have little things like that. But of course, we all need things that we got to work on. So he was mad cool. You feel me? You know, I, unfortunately, you know, I didn't have too many other run-ins with him, too much time to really talk with him. But I remember for sure, my first reaction, like, yo, he is big as shit. Like, his arms are crazy, bro. So, you know, it, it, it sucks that it happened that way, but I'm happy that I at least have some type of memory that I can speak about him. Like I said, it was good energy from the whole time and everything. And I'm looking at everybody, how they speak about him. It's like, yo, that's that was a big bro right there. That was everything. And if you go back to at, uh, PAPW, the, uh, the Rumble, bro, right before the Rumble match, uh, Rumble in Paradise, Kylon King and Flash tore that down, bro. Yeah, they did. They tore that down, and it's like, I know leading up into that match that, like, it was a lot of emotions for them. That was real personal for them. And I knew, I think Flash was his last match at uh, BTS. That's yeah. so crazy, but I'm watching it. 
literally I, I got over to the match right before Flash hit the clothesline. I see him call it the rope. He hit one of these right here. I'm like, okay. Boom. Took his head off. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that was fine. I'm like, that was Jim with him right there. Because the way he hit that, bro, was fire. It was so fire. You feel what I'm saying? But, you know, like I say, like, unfortunately, I don't got too much to speak on with him. But that one moment that I did have, I appreciated that he, he said to me, you know, it's the little things. And, of course, just keep working. So, thank you for that, Jim. I, I definitely appreciate you. And, you know, he was a big influential figure in the new england circuit so you know obviously a lot of people talk highly of him uh, especially dustin waller um as they were going over their match um i had read on his facebook post um how they were just going over the match going to home depot trying to pick up the uh, the folding table (laughs) and he was and he was so nervous like oh man i'm not gonna go through the table and he was just like it's okay little bro the table's gonna break and you know I, i could just see it and you know, I've met Jim Anderson a couple of times in my life. He was also a guest here on the PWZ podcast just three months ago. Uh, you know, I, I just remember his time in Northeast Wrestling, uh, being part of the Platinum Entourage, just being this big, intimidating monster. But, you know, even after the shows were, you know, done, cameras were off air and everything, he was just this, you know, this gentle giant with a heart of gold. And uh, I think that's something that people are never going to forget about Big Jim. So... Rest in peace. The show, absolutely. But, you know, continuing on with PAPW, something that really crossed my mind, something that really crossed Rick's mind, I'm sure a lot of people want answers about this. You avoided Vlad in the Rumble match, and you ended up eliminating yourself. What was up with that? Listen, listen, all right? So, first of all, a lot was happening in that Rumble, Okay. I get in there. I'm going at it with Ichiban. Me and Ichiban, we go way back. We was going at it over at uh, XWA. We got a little unfinished business. So we was going at it. And then it's like, did you know he low-blowed me? Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Oh, man. He low-blowed me. Number one. The guy well, that everyone loves. They love him. And he took a cheap shot on me. So I'm down, I'm on the floor and everything, I'm recovering, you know, making sure, you know, I'm just not a number one. I got I got everything in place. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? And then next, I'm on the floor, I, I, I just see a hot dog walking. I'm like, I'm like, am I losing my mind right now? Like, what is going on? I'm like, is, is, is that a hot dog walking to me? And then lo and behold, hot dog Starks, that, 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 that's what he goes by, right? Yeah. Hot dog Starks, I'll get up there. I'm looking, I'm like, yo, there's really a hot dog jumping at me right now. Hits me with a cross body. I'm on the floor. I'm just there like, yo, what is this? What is going on? And then, of course, you know, I had to give each of our little piece of his medicine. I hit, I hit him back with the low blow, you know, only because I had to teach him some respect. I would never do that. I had to teach him some respect. And I just see, I just see Vlad just comes out and is like, he's just taking his sweet time. Like, he's just walking around, looking big, mean. I'm like, all right, listen, playboy, do your vibe. Do what you got to do, you feel me? And then, like, I see him grab Elijah's six, and he sent him, he just, he sent him, he sent him over that top rope to another atmosphere. I'm like, oh, he's wilding right now. Then he caught somebody else, threw him over the top, and it's like, obviously, right? He's he he's here for his purpose. He's doing his thing. You know, I came in, I came out there. I, I got my big pop. People loved when I came out. You know, and it's like, you got it, homie. 
do your vibe. It's it's strategic because I gotta be at alley fights on Friday. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like if I'm thinking about ah, if I go out it with him, I don't want to injure myself. You know, putting myself in a predicament where you know I gotta give out my best. You know what I'm saying? You feel me on that one? So I was like, you know what? I'll see you. I gotta, I gotta be somewhere Friday, you know. And then I heard there was cake too, so I was like, I gotta make sure I be able to eat some cake after the show. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't miss out on that. Exactly. So, you know, I just went looking for some cake. That's all. Sheesh. You know, in more ways than one, right? I mean, there's, you know, there's all different kinds of cake. You know, whether you're talking about the money or whether you're talking about something you need to digest. Either way, it's gonna come out green. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know, you talked about, you know, receiving this big pop, you know, something that I realized about you, you know, just watching some of your matches and some of your videos, you have such a love hate, you know, audience, you know, where it's like people will hate you one minute and then the next minute you have people, especially in Sanctuary, I think it was Sanctuary I've seen one of your matches, you went to the ring, you were like, I remember you. Uh-huh. And was, but you know it's so crazy like what is that experience like just getting that those you know those neutral feelings from the fans yo so it, it's funny because it's like i think i noticed it the, that match you're talking about right there when i was at sanctuary like i really noticed it like then and i'll probably want my match after that where it's like i like no matter how much people hate me or say they hate me they love me you feel me it's like i could come out there i'm getting booed because you know I'm 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 the bad guy on the heel in, in, in the certain scenario you have like the hometown favorite. But I get in the ring and I start doing some things, I start talking that talking, it's like, I like you. I like you. So I'm a cheer for you now. So like it's so weird. And and that that goes back to like before when people ask me, like, oh, like are you heel? You're a baby face. And it's like, I'm just me, bro. You feel me? Cause it's like I I can literally come out with the intentions, like, all right, I'm gonna make all of y'all hate me. Uh, I'm gonna say this town sucks. I'm going to say your women are ugly, you guys, everybody's fat, this, this, and that, you know, all, all, the, all the little cheap heat stuff. And it's like, I still get cheered. I still right. get cheered no matter what. So it's like, I'm I'm starting to embrace it a lot more. It took, to be completely honest with you, 100% honest with you, when I walked out at Rumble in Paradise, I was not expecting that. And, 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 you know, and so- look at the video. If you look at the video, right, right when I come out, like, I kind of, like, just grab my nose, because I start smiling. I'm like, oh, like, what is this right here? Like, I almost started laughing at it. So I'm like, yo, this is wild. So it's it's just like, because literally, bro, you see when I come out, every time when I come out, I take a deep breath, then I start talking. I took that deep breath, started to talk. I heard, Gucci, I'm like, oh, all right, I'm I'm just going to soak this in. I'm just going to soak this in right now. And and you know what? It's so crazy, too, because you really got to look at wrestling as a whole nowadays. Nowadays in wrestling, a lot of heels are more, you know, rooted for than the obvious baby faces that, you know, rather get, you know, sucked up and just say, you know, we don't want to see you, you know, especially for guys like, for example, you know, Roman Reigns now, you know, who's practically a baby face throughout, you know, the past decade, you know, until last year, you know, finally getting aligned with Paul Heyman and finally getting that heel, um, that heel turn that you know, a lot of people were expecting throughout the years, a lot of people that, you know, wanted Cena to be heel after all this time, but, you know, people finally saw Roman as a heel, people are behind it, so I think heels are, you know, definitely the top factor in wrestling nowadays, you know, unlike your 80s wrestling, 90s wrestling, where you had your baby faces, your, you know, 
your big pops and then you had your big booms. So, you know, wrestling's definitely evolved and, you know, definitely changed for the better. But one question that really comes to mind, you know, I'm sure this question gets asked a lot. I'm sure it's pretty, you know, one of the cliche questions that every person asks a wrestler. But do you believe social media um, destroyed, you know, wrestling in some sort of way? Yeah, in certain ways, yeah, because it's like you have people that try to like nitpick the product too much instead of just watching it and enjoying it, bro. You feel me? Because like now with social media with technology, you can literally like let's say let's say right now what we talking about here, I could say something, someone could screen record this, and be like, Bougie said this, but it's really that, or Bougie did this, Bougie did that, and it's like, oh no, it's this, this, and that. Like everybody want to have like a doctrine degree from Twitter and social media about professional wrestling when it's like, your bro, just watch it. Like I try to tell people, like you, when you go to the movies, you don't nitpick and see where the stunt double came in. You feel me? You don't right. nitpick and be like, oh, oh, they didn't cut the camera here. Like people talking about camera cuts. Like since when the hell do we care about that? You feel right. what I'm saying? And then it's like people. I, I think just people just want to have like their five minutes of fame. Everybody want to be the first one to say something. So they want to be the first one to report something. They want to get they want to get like oh 10k likes and a whole bunch of retweets and all that stuff. It's just numbers that don't mean anything when it's like you take away from the enjoyment because now you're not doing it for fun. You're not looking at it for fun. If you're looking at it for like okay, what can I tweet out real quick that's gonna get me recognition? When it's like oh, bro, just have fun. So I definitely think social media and just you know it's, it's just too much access with certain things. Whereas, like, people yeah. like, yo, I, I know the term heel and face, so therefore I know what's going on. And it's like, yo, bro, you what the hell are you talking about? And the, and the crazy thing about it, bro, it'd be professional wrestling fans. Like, the fans, like, like they're the ones, like, who want to do that stuff. And, press, and wrestling fans are the best fans in the world, bro. The best. When, when, when we really just be fans and, like, we just enjoy the product what it is and we just respect what people are doing, it's amazing. But when you want to try and bring people down, do this and that, it, it's ridiculous. Like, the other day, last week, I, I believe it was uh, Red Velvet, right? She was on, on AEW. She faced um, uh, Jamie Hayter, I believe her name is. I, I think yeah. I think, I believe, I believe I said is, that, is that the match that she missed the moonsault and everybody yeah. just... Yes, and, and you know, bro, it's funny because I seen that and like I laugh because it happened to me. I said, y'all know exactly how you feel. There's no worse feeling than you lining that so up. You think like I'm about to hit this job. You just flip over and you miss completely. You feel me? It's like I, I, I took like a different take at it. Like, y'all know how you feel. Like that shit sucks. But hey, you know what? Keep going. You feel what I'm right. saying? Like, people like, oh, AEW says they don't have a performance center. They have dark and she missed. So what if she missed, bro? Like it happens. And, and, you know, the the one thing that I like about independent wrestling is there's no spoilers. Unlike, you know, big-time promotions. And I feel like that's the one thing that's really killing the business is people just tweeting out, you know, posting on Facebook, Instagram. Oh, this person signed with this promotion. Like, you know, like, oh, like when CM Punk, you know, everybody laughed at that because everybody was like, you know, we've been hearing this for years Mm -hmm. about Punk getting back into the business. But then when it finally happened, it kind of just killed that reaction because it was like, all right, this was something that we already knew and processed, but we just didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, that's the only thing that kind of, that the one thing I hate about wrestling, because, you know, wrestling is a love-hate relationship. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I want to go back to talking about fan bases and everything. One fan in particular that you have a love-hate relationship with 
dear friend of ours for the PWZ podcast, Mr. Don Kincaid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys have some history. You know, there's been times where, you know, he tries to take a shirt from you and yeah, you just snap it back. You know, there's kind of show. there's kind of a streak going on right now. Every show and this and it's like I gotta stop because it's like every time I come out, you know, I, I, I come out with and it, it, it's this exact shirt that he tries to steal all the time too. This one right here, bro. This one. And it's like I come out every time, you know, I take my shirt off. I throw it at the person in their face. And so I got to stop doing that because I know King K is going to try and sneak up to the ring, grab it, and take it. He almost got away with it uh, after my match with uh, Kylon. He almost got with it. But King K, listen, King K, he, he, he's he's a great guy. Like, uh, all, all jokes aside, he, he's a great dude. I feel like he, he really gave me, like, other than TOS, he gave me, like, my first kind of, like, platform up in Connecticut. You feel me? The whole New England scene because he was the first person to have me on the show, and we spoke for maybe I want to say hour and a half, maybe two hours. Cause like I said, like I, I love talking about, it. I love just having conversations. I don't really call them interviews. Like we just sitting down, we just chopping it up, you know. And it's like we just sat there, and he let me explain my story because, like I said, I just got out here on the Indies back in like February, and you know I just tell people like who I am, like the reasoning why my shirt has all this like crossouts and everything because before I used to be known as Bushi. You feel me? So I got Bushy here. This is how people misspelled my name every single time, bro. Every single time, bro. Misspelled it, mispronounced it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt so you can literally see what not to do and what to do. You know? So I I, put, I, I told my story, like, why I'm bougie, why I'm this and that. And, and King K was the first person to do it. And every time he sees me, he's like, oh, God, this guy. Oh, damn. Jay Bougie's here. So, like, it, it's cool. Like, I... I I like Kincaid. He's cool, but I hate him. I hate him at the same time, too, because he's always trying to steal my shirts. Always. But he cool, though. Yeah. Right. Don't tell him I said this, though, because he's going to get all happy and think we friends. We're not even friends, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, unfortunately, he might see this. So, I mean, either way, I mean, it's going to be a big surprise. But, you know, <laughs> you, you talked about you know, Jay Bougie. You know, one, one question that comes to mind, you know, where did that name come from? You know, how did you come up with the name Jay Bougie? Yo, so it's crazy. All right, so I'll I'll, I'll give you the like a, a quick version of it because it's crazy. So, like I said before, my name was Jay Bushi. Bushi just kind of stuck because the guys at WW just called me that. They was like, "Yo, Bushi." Ah. So I was like, "All right, cool. Like I'm gonna run with it." Because training with Johnny Rods, right? You don't get a name. He calls you whatever name he says. So I was known as Little John. Every time I come out, I say, "Yeah, yo, okay." Like, cause of the rapper Little John. So I'm like, God. Damn, bro, like, how the hell am I going to work with this? So, um, after uh, people just started calling me Bushy, like, people who really know me, follow me on Instagram, they call me that. And then, um, you know, people just started saying my name wrong. And then I went up to Sanctuary, uh, a guy named John Trotsky. He said, like, why don't we just call you Bushy? I'm like, I don't want to be called Bushy. Like, why? Like, nah, like, I'm Bushy. You feel me? Like, this is who I am. Let me rock with it. But Bushy didn't have no character. You feel me? It was just that rah-rah, happy baby face. Like, I trained with PJ Savage. That's my brother, for sure, for life. And one thing I always told people where it's like, I was a light heavyweight champion for three years, undefeated. No one ever beat me. You feel me? Like, I literally, my last match at WWE was the first time I ever got pinned. Ever. And I was in a triple threat match. I, I've never lost a singles match there. So, PJ comes out. He's a heavyweight champion. The crowd goes crazy, bro. Goes crazy. I'm your light heavyweight champion. I'm your North American champion, too. Sometimes it's, 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 it's high. It could be medium. Sometimes I got to pull it from them. 
You feel me? And then it's like, all right, well, why isn't this happening? Because like, I have nothing I can relate to with people. So you feel me? Like how I am in real life, like I listen to rap music. I'm, I love jewelry. I love chains. I love everything that I do. So he's like, yo, like you're like a brat. Just just be a brat. That's pretty much what Trotsky says. He was like, you're just like so like snob. And I was like, I hate you. Bring that side out. Like I could see that in you. So that's when I just started being me. And of course, and the pandemic allowed me to like find myself too, because I couldn't do nothing, bro. When you train with Johnny Rise, there's no such thing as Indies. You, he's really old school. You train in. That's it. You gotta lock in. And when the pandemic came, I'm at home. I love performing. I love finding different ways to express myself. So I started doing music, and my music inspiration came from Pop Smoke. Like it, it's unfortunate that you know, like he got taken away from us. But if you look at all his videos, he had fun. He enjoyed himself. You know what I'm saying? So. I just took that from him. I started doing music. Like my theme song, I performed my theme song. Both of them, the the God Flow one, the one I come out of PAPW, uh, Witness. If you listen to that, bro, listen to my music. It, it tells my whole story. I have my whole EP out. It tells literally my whole story. And that's how I got. That's how I learned how to shoot promos. All because of Trotsky. He gave me. He gave me the idea of being bougie. I just took like my real life interests and I just put that all together. So that's how bougie came. B- bougie is just really John. You feel me? Like my 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 name is John Rubel. Like that's that's who I am and. And, and and that's what bougie is. It's just John. And, and you know what? You, you talked about music, too, and, you know, getting into the rap music. You know, I'm also, you know, an avid, you know, uh, rapper myself. You know, I've also, oh, let's do it. you know, I'm telling you, man, like, let, let's get something going. You know, we'll talk after this. But, Yo. you know, I, I actually got some projects coming up and everything. Um, you know, I've been doing this for like a couple of years now. You know, I, I just feel like rap is such a big culture where there's so much influence, where it doesn't even have to come from rap. It could just come from something that you've experienced, something that you were taught, you know, mm-hmm. something that you grew up and witnessed. It, you know, it's one of those things where you could accumulate that and incorporate it into anything that you want it to be. So, like, especially like your promos, you know, John Cena, you know, he was a guy who was incorporating raps and, you know, he wasn't even supposed to be, you know, he wasn't even supposed to have that gimmick. It was yeah. just one of those days of him just sitting in back of the tour bus and, Busting some rhymes, and Stephanie McMahon was like, how would you like to bring that on TV? And it was like, you know, it's all said and done. It's all about being yourself. So I definitely think that's a big, important factor in the wrestling business. I agree, bro, 100%. And it's like, like you said, where it comes from experiences, like, every time, like, I put a song out or I write a song, it's real. Like, it's personal. You feel me? I, like, I make sure that it's, like, if my boy sends me beats every day, you feel me? And if I don't got, like, a story I can tell right now, I just leave it alone. I leave it alone because I want myself to be authentic. Like, my most recent song that came out was the first song that I did that wasn't about me. It was about someone else. It was called Microdose. And, and my boy was talking about how, like, he was just tripping one night. He was just, he 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 he, he did a lot of stuff that night, and he was tripping. I just took, like, his, his story, and I was like, yo, let me just write some rhymes to it because the beat was just playing. And it, it was fun, bro. But like I said, like, music, it's about, like, experiences. It's about expressing yourself. And that's what professional wrestling is. For me, like Johnny Rise always said, like everything in this world is professional wrestling. There's wrestling and everything in this world. And it's like, I understand that till literally like about now. Whereas like you, you like the Prince, it's like Jake Paul and, and, and his brother, bro. Like they're the biggest heels out right now. Like everybody hates them. Everybody can't wait till one of them get knocked out. And they're trolling so hard and people just eating it up, eating it up, eating it up. And it's like, yo, like he's working y'all hard right now. Right. You know, you know people ain't going to say that because, you know, it's boxing, you know, it's wrestling and everything. Like I said, it's all experiences, bro. It's just a great thing. And you talked about training with Johnny Rods. Um, prior to being trained by Johnny Rods, I mean, was there anybody 
you know, in particular that comes to mind before Johnny Rods that you were like, you know, this is somebody that I'd like to be, you know, taught under the wing? Or was this like a necessary choice knowing that, hey, you know, this guy's a Hall of Famer, this guy's trained the Dudley boys, you know, this is my big resort, this is going to be a big opportunity. Uh, what was it like just training with Johnny Rods? I, I know I've seen in a recent interview, you know, he taught you how to be a professional and a wrestler. Absolutely. Which, you know, something that I truly admired that that's something that's probably going to be engraved in my mind for the rest of my life but you know what was it like just working with johnny rods and you know being under his tutelage yeah it's crazy because it's like <laughs> johnny is johnny is like that sensei everybody says like you know he's he, he's cool as shit and it's like if you mess up he gonna chew you out and it's like we will all try our hardest to not get chewed out by him like you'll do things like yo did johnny see that like, yo, is Johnny gonna come over here and do something? It's like, damn, but it's like, it's all love. Like, and and for, for up, up until like now, like some people say, like, oh, he held you back. Now you do indies and all that stuff. And it's like, it wasn't really being held back. He was protecting us. Cause it's like, you're coming to like a lot of like treacherous people out here, a lot of like just wrong people, you know? And it's like, he he puts us on game today. And that's where it comes being professional and being a wrestler. Where it's like, he's gonna teach you the game. And it's just like, when it came to like knowing like who to get trained by, to be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't have no one else in mind until I went on Google. Uh, Johnny came up, and then uh, Hog came up. House of Glory came up, and I'm thinking, like, all right, well, what the hell is a Hog? What the hell is a Woo? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what? I'm like, what is this? Like, what? Like, like, am I saying this right? And when it came down to use a WWE Hall of Famer, bro, you feel me? It's like I, I say this to everybody, where it's like, and it's not a knock to nowhere else. It's not a knock, but me personally, I grew up only knowing WWE. I didn't know about New Japan. I didn't know about ROH. I didn't know about Impact, NW. I didn't know about none of that stuff. I was just literally just a WWE head. My mom, my dad, we watch it. That glass break, Stone Cold come out. I'm running back and forth through my house going wild. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like once I seen like that stamp and and Hall of Famer, not not former WWE superstar, not former this, not this and that. And it's not a knock, but it's like when that, when that says Hall of Fame right there, I mean he did the work and he know what he talking about. You feel what I'm saying? And they were just like, yo, I'm, I'm just going to go there. And plus, it, it was easier for me, too, because at the time I worked on 34th Street. So I just hopped right there on the train, and I just go straight there. So Johnny's great, bro. He, he He's amazing. He, he's an amazing guy. If anybody wants to learn how to really be a professional wrestler, want to learn the business inside and out, and get, like, that experience, what it was back when it used to be WWF. Even when it had yeah. that W, you know what I'm saying? It's like, he going to teach you all that. I mean, he tell you stories about about the rock about andre hogan uh bruno uh ricky everybody bro you'll sit down in that office and it's like you want to sit there and listen to everything he says because you know you're gonna learn something new so right. i think that thing was hearing them stories and just knowing like all the roads he traveled it's crazy because like he, he he told me and this was before i started traveling he's like yo never take this route when you i think he said we're going up to like connecticut or something he said don't take that route they're gonna be so much traffic. he said go around and then, like, recently, literally, that route came into play. I was like, yo, Johnny told me this. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. But, you know, it, it's amazing, bro. He just gives you mad juice and stuff for life. He teaches you about life, just knowing how to handle life, how to be a man, how to just navigate. So I love Johnny. It, it's, it's a bunch of things there, man. He, he's amazing. And, you know, going further with, you know, some WWE guys, um, the XWA uh Revolution, uh, you actually had a chance to stomp out uh, Chris Masters. Yo, uh, I put the boots to him. 
Uh, talk about that, because I, I know you guys kind of exchanged Twitters, and he was just like, you know, you stopped me in those shoes. You know, I saw the photos and everything, so I was just like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, yo, so I literally, I I seen his first day to his last day, and that was the craziest thing for me. The craziest thing, because it's like him, JTG was there too, Gangrel was there, but really JTG and, and Chris Masters with Chris Adonis now was crazy for me because like, I remember going to the park with my friends during recess in elementary school and putting on the master lock, bro, yoking people around, shooting it on them, you know, yeah. going crazy. And to not only be on the same card as him, be in the same ring as him, but to stomp him out too? That's crazy, bro. Like, that was wild. And then seeing JTG, you know, unfortunately, we know Shad passed away. But my mom loved Crime Time. We love Crime Time because at that time, too, that was the closest representation for, like, us. You know, you feel me? For at least my community in my neighborhood. You feel me? And they're from Brooklyn, from the Bronx. So I was like, yo, that's dope. So you looking at it like, all right, they from Brooklyn. All right, this is possible. You know, I'm like 8, 9, 10 years old. I'm like, okay, back in my mind, you know, it's motivation. And I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm just like, yo, like, I, I like, I dad watched you, bro, and it, it's crazy being here here with you, and they're both cool as shit. They're both amazing dudes. Like, even Jay told me, yo, you, you out here in Texas, whatever the case may be, hit me, you feel me? Like, I'll try and do something, whatever it is, and then Chris, him just coming back and forth from me on Twitter, like, yo, you wore those? I'm like, yeah, bro, you know, like, it was cool, so, like, that, that was big for me, because, like, XWA has been amazing to me, and then to be on that card, too, just being around those people, and let, let's not, uh, forget you know Taven was there uh Vincent yeah, was yeah. there from ROH and I recently was doing R I was I was on the ring crew too for Glory by Honor too so I seen him again so it was dope bro like I just been around a lot of people and it's crazy because it's like it's happening so fast right. so you know just being three years in and then being on the indies for just six seven months and I'm having conversations with these dudes bro like I uh -huh. Easy. I'm telling you, it, it escalates quickly, you know, as quicker as you think. And I, I tell you what, man, I'll, I'll praise you right here and now. You know, you're, you're definitely one of the fastest rising stars in the independence right now. So, you. you know, kudos to you, man. Thank you. But, you know, we talked about PAPW and, you know, we talked about a little bit about, you know, Kylon King and, you know, the open IC title match. You know, the way I look at that match, it, it was so well crafted together. You know, you guys just felt like you guys just knew each other right off the back. You know, just talk a little bit about that match. So so I got acquainted with Kylon at TOS Training Day 29. It was Kylon, Flash, um, Ichi was there, uh, and Waves and Curls. Now, shout out to Waves and Curls, too, because Waves and Curls brought myself, PJ Savage, Ransom, the Faces ones, Jacob and Face, and Prince. I mean, they both at the XWA. Like, they literally opened that door for us. So, big shout out to them. And I wouldn't have met them if when I met Kylan, it wasn't for Waves and Curls. And it's like, from literally that day, that match without them, it was like just love, pure love. Love on social media, love in the DMs. Like, it wasn't faking nothing like that. And it's like, every time I seen Kylan, I was like, yo, what's good, bro? What up, Kylan? You're like, yo, what's good, Bougie? What up? Uh, you know, Kylon, Kylon voice kind of got like that little squeak to it with certain words he be saying. So that joint be hilarious. So I, it's just love. It's just pure love. And then it's like me, and, I always want to work with Kylon. I always want to work with Flash, too. It's like, yo, bro, when we get in the ring, we're going to do this and that. And then that day, I didn't know it was like, yo, it's Bougie and Kylon. I was like, oh, let's do it. Because like we both got that mindset where it's like we're going to elevate each other. You feel me? It's, it's not an ego. It's not something where it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm champion here. So... 
you feel me? This is my turf, and it's not me or something. Like, I'm new here, so I'm coming to knock you down. Like, we both knew the assignment. We both know what's going on here, and it was just love. Like, even Kylon came to me. He was like, yo, bro, like, yo, let's just do it. You feel me? Like, I'm known up here. You feel what I'm saying? Like, this about you. Like, let, let's go out there. Let's make some fire. And we, and we did that. And and the only thing for me, bro, I'm like, I, I was thinking about that joint the other day, I think, whenever um I had posted it on the uh, TikTok. I'm like, that was a pay-per-view match right there, man. That was definitely a pay-per-view one. Y'all got, y'all got that on Alley Fights. Yeah. But yeah. Much, much love to Kylon. Shout out to Kylon, too. He made it on the uh, the BW500. I believe he was 168, one of those numbers he had made it. But, yeah, he, he's, he's in the top 500. I, I was number 232. Yeah, 232. Waves and Crows was on there. I believe they were 121, 122. So, like, shout out to everybody who made that list. Definitely. It's all love. But... For sure, Kylon, that, that, that's my guy, man. I can't wait to get back in the ring with him, for sure. And, you know, w- one thing I got to ask you, you know, I, I need to know, like, some of your biggest influences when coming into wrestling. Because when I see your style of wrestling, you know, I see shades of, like, AJ Styles, what you doing, like, the Pele kicks. Yeah. You doing your own version of the cutter called the, uh, the Yobi Gutter. Am I that's correct? That's I, I, you know, I don't want to butcher that, but... <laughs> you know, obviously that pays some type of homage to uh, Kobe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I see a little bit of Randy Orton in there, the way you do those, you know, middle rope DDTs and then obviously the cutters. But, you know, coming from you, uh, you know, who were some of your biggest influences growing up getting into wrestling? Hey, honestly, you, you you pretty much like hit it like right on the nail there, bro. So my, my number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. So if you, you see when I come out to the ring, I'm always talking. I'm talking that talk. You watch Stone Cold, he always talking. And I remember I used to think, like, prior to me watching this interview, he was like, I'm talking, but I'm not just talking no BS. Like, I'm saying real stuff when I was doing Like, I'm not getting real. I'm not whoop his ass. I'm about to do this, this, and that. And it's like, I took that from him because, like, every time I come out, I hear my, first of all, I get hyped that my music is playing. Like, that's my, I'm coming out to my voice, coming out to my energy, my passion, my emotion, my everything there. I take that deep breath. I take it all in. And I just start talking. Like, I start letting people know, like, yo, like, I'm here. You feel me? I, I'm, I'm about to whoop somebody ass in here. You cheering for I'm going to show you why you shouldn't be cheering for me to cheer for me. Like, I'm the man here. You feel me? So it's like, it's Stone Cold. And then with Randy Orton, it's like, I love the DD. The DT was always fire. And then, like, it just kind of happened one day, like, when I did it. And it was just like, I I took that as a moment. It's like, yo, like, I'm going to gloat right here. You feel me? Randy looked at he get all crazy and do all that stuff. I'm going to gloat right quick. I'm going to let you know, like, yeah, like, I, I, I got your boy now. I got your boy. You feel me? Anyway, AJ Styles at Pele Kick was always so fire. I remember watching that in TNA. He was my favorite wrestler in TNA. Yeah. So when I seen that, I was like, he does what? I'm like, what? I'm like, that's one of the moves I definitely got to do when I'm when I'm a wrestler. So it's amazing, bro. Like, and the same thing when it comes, like, you know, with the cutters, of course, with Randy, then homage to Kobe and everything. And and really and really why I pay homage to Kobe because, like, I wrestle in Kobe's. You feel me? And I, I I take, like, that mama mentality that I strike first, like, that everything. It's crazy because I hated Kobe growing up because I was a Boston Celtics fan. And all me my yeah, that's me. <laughs> I hated Kobe, and it's just like as I got older, I just respected him because I'm like, even though I might not like him, I gotta respect him because he's great. He oh, puts yeah. the he puts that work in on a different level. So for all my influences, I would say yeah, just about. I mean, I you know I there's also Undertaker, Kane, and Cena, but I can't be choke slamming people right now, so it's cool. But we gonna get there though. And, you know, you, you talked about music incorporating into your, you know, your wrestling style and, you know, just coming from the immaculate of New York, 
You know, yeah. I need to ask, like, you know, some of your favorite rappers. I know you already mentioned, you know, Pop Smoke, but, you know, we got to talk about some of the New York rappers on the scene. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, some of my favorites, well, one of my favorites right now would definitely have to be Nas. And I don't know about you, but King's Disease 2 definitely the top chart album right now. You know, it's, it's crazy. So it's like, so even crazier, bro, I grew up in Kingsbridge on Cedric Avenue. So that's where hip hop was founded. Feel me? So I, I I grew up right there on that Ave where hip hop was, was born and everything. But when it comes to like New York stuff, like my favorite rapper before pop, like for show, was Fifty Cent. I love Fifty Cent. I loved it. So it was like that time I heard pop, I'm like, yo, he said like Fifty. What the hell is going on here? Like what? And then with that energy and then like that new that new swag and style, like I love pop smoke. And my baby brother Bryce, he loved pop smoke too. Matter of fact, like he he here right here. You, you can say what's up. Hi. What's going mm-hmm. on? That, that that's my boy right there like he, he's my motivation too but for new york you know hey, i i grew up I, I was born in 97 so i spent a lot of time in harlem like 2002 up to like 2006 whatever my uncle was listening to dip set listening to uh the locks you feel me like listen to all that old school vibe where it's from new york so it's like i vibe with it bro like it, it's amazing but definitely of course nas too now nas is tough but right now i would say my favorites they gotta be um just in general would be 50 pop uh fab uh i like future future goes crazy future goes crazy um drake too drake drake is he he he's a hot boy my my old theme song used to be non-stop i love the beat drop on it used, i used to always come out to non-stop so that was dope but it, i i just love anybody who like hones a craft and bring an energy to it that i could pull from you know what i mean like it, it just amazed like the the night before i had my funhouse match I put up a clip of Kanye when he was doing the Donda listening for uh, the song "Having a Hell" and, and just the energy on that, bro. Like I was just vibing. I'm like, I right, like it, it's funny. And it's funny now I think about. It. I put up a song "Having a Hell" and I had a casket match the next day, so it was crazy. Right. Somebody got to make that a compilation video of some sort. Put that song in there. That'll be glitch. But um, you know, representing New York to the fullest. You know, I want to go a little backtrack a little bit to your days of WUW. When you used to be part of the Dope Boys. Dope Bros, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope yeah, Bros, yeah. yes, Dope Bros. And, uh, you know, it was so crazy, too, because, like, you guys coming out and everything, you had the New York Knicks colorway with the jerseys and everything. Uh, what inspired that? Um, I think it was... Uh, it's tough, bro, because I, I, I think what inspired it was the fact that, like... <laughs> Uh, we didn't really want to work together at that time because we we didn't really see eye to eye, and then knowing that we both needed each other to get somewhere on the card because we were just stuck in rumbles. So it's like we understood like yo, bro, like listen, it's funny we was in a rumble, be like yo, they're brothers, they're brothers, they're working together, and just like it's like yo, y'all tag team, and he was like alright, so he's gonna be known as a dope bro. So I, I used to say the word dope, like oh that's mad dope, like that's cool. People they used to troll me about that. And so we just started working together, and um, uh, Ivan, that, that's his name, he go I go by Double I, but we, we just knew what it was, bro, we both, we knew we needed each other, we knew that we, we both worked well together, like, I don't, we still haven't had a singles match to this day, I know when we have that, it'll be completely fire, so watch out for Ivan, he'll eventually be out here, um, but... Yeah, just just the fact that we need we, we need to work together. We needed something, and we have no gear, bro. We didn't have no gear, so I so we had to order gear, right? So I even ordered us both like these blue tights, and the types were like were like Van Dango type tights, bro. Like mad shiny and everything. We was like, yo, what the hell is this? Like we didn't know how to do gear, bro. Like we literally just started. So I was like, man, let's go get some Nick jerseys. 
We got to get some Nick jerseys, put dope bros on it. I don't care. You have number one. I'll put two. Don't matter, bro. And then from there, we just started working. So it, it was fun. And then, of course, the Gary Baldwin's like the uh, the Black Panther stuff that we wore and everything. So that was pretty cool. I know. I, and I, I know you mentioned like Spider-Man, too, in one of your videos. You said like Spider-Man, Power Rangers, you know, a lot yeah. of you know, influential types, you know, kind of like the New Day with, you know, some of the types that they're wearing nowadays on TV. Facts, facts. And, and it's funny because like the so the Spider-Man types, his his actual girlfriend made those for me. Jada, she 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 does great uh, gear work. She's pretty she, she's cool, too. You'll probably see her out here eventually as well. But um, yeah, the Spider-Man influence, the Black Panther. The, so look, the Power Ranger one was never supposed to be known as Power Ranger. It was really supposed to be low key, bro. I like low key. So I told them, yo, do some low key gear, but also like make it cut somewhat match with my belt. It came out totally different. They was clowning me ever since I put those joints on. I was like, oh, you like a Power Ranger. I'm like, bro, it's low-key, bro. It's low-key. It, it was like, you got a dagger on the side. I'm like, supposed to be low-key. We just going crazy, but it was dope. Now, you know, you started off your career, you know, practically in the tag team scene. And, you know, obviously you broke out later on as a singles competitor. Uh, you teamed up numerous times with, you know, one of your mentors, uh, PJ Savage. Um, you know, coming to this question, uh, would you prefer to be, you know, a singles competitor or a tag team competitor or just take whatever opportunity that's thrown at you? Um, in other words, like what really crafted you uh, as, you know, whether it's a, like a tag team competitor or a singles competitor, like where do you feel like you've learned more from? Being in a tag team gave me my foot in. As you can see, it was kind of like the it was kind of like the foundation, but crafting me wise and making me who I am wasn't until I became a singles competitor, because it's tough it's tough trying to like find your identity in a tag team because you're a tag team. Y'all you gotta have the matching gear. Y'all gotta be twins pretty much. You gotta have like the same thing, and if you start showing too much, it sounds like oh this this and that you know. But definitely being in being in a singles competitor has definitely been better for me. Like, I, I don't mind being in a tag team. Like, I'll tag because I have the experience doing it. I understand how it works and everything. And and, and actually, shout out to Santana and Ortiz from uh from the Inner Circle now, who was known as LAX back then. We actually did a show together, and it came up to me and Ivan. It was like, yo, when you in a tag team match, bro, you got to be your partner's biggest cheerleader. You got to feel like y'all at war right now. When you see him getting beat up, you got to be in there telling him, like, yo, come on, get up. You know, like let's go, let's go, and it's like that was kind of my first part of like getting like realism added to wrestling, where it's like take what you were really doing, like actual fight outside with your boys, and be like, yo, bring that here. So shout out to them, they definitely dropped that gem on me, and we took that and we ran from it, we ran with it rather. Um, but yeah, bro, it's just, it's just you know, it's I, I like being a singles competitor. If I end up in a tag team somewhere down the line, I know what I got to do, but I'm always trying to find my way to be a singles competitor. Because I, I know the first tag team match I witnessed with you, it was uh, with you and uh, PJ Savage. You guys yeah. made your uh, Test of Strength debut against uh, Cold Cash. Um, you know, definitely on the rise. Um, but as a singles competitor, like you said, I just feel like that broke a lot of mold, a lot more doors for you. And, yeah. you know, you're somebody who's made a lot of debuts this year. You know, you know yeah. we're talking about PAPW, Eclipse. Sanctuary, BWL, you know, all these promotions. So, you know, out of all these promotions, you know, which promotion can you say has made the biggest impact in your career thus far? Sanctuary. 
easily okay. easily sanctuary because so it, it's funny like myself and pj spoke about this and it's like we, we we understand like the lay of the land but it's like so sanctuary it they know who we are because like our old trainer went up there and he's one of the head trainers there so it's like they believe in us and they know exactly what we could do traveling to like you know in philly to other promotions or traveling even to papw xwa where it's kind of we're like new guys and it's like you got to find your way in and sometimes promoters don't know where to put you on that car because you know they have their guys of course who's there every week who's putting in the work and everything like that so it's like i feel like at times where you know sometimes promoters don't know where to put me they don't know where to put me on that car they don't know where exactly to do certain things and it's like just just trust me you feel me like watch my work you feel me like you booked me on your show for a reason because there's something there you feel me you responded to me because there's something there you feel me like give me the opportunity and we're gonna go with it like i honestly saying the next place i gave me opportunity was xwa like my second week there i was in the main event with um ichiban Ichiban. yeah so i'm saying so it's like big shout out to them because like they gave me that right there you know what i'm saying it's like it's like okay we're gonna take a chance we're gonna see what we could do here and then they gave me the opportunity you feel me? And it's never about like the wins and losses for me because like, I'm gonna still find my way to be memorable. You just wanna have people talking, have people talking about your match no matter what. And like the Kylon match, like I love that match. I have people talking about that. And it's like shout out to them for putting me in a position to, to challenge a champion. That was that was my second week there. I'm challenging a champion, but of course they know me though because of XWA. But I'll definitely say you know Sanctuary they 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 definitely put put the rocket on us. They put rocket on myself. PJ always because like they they know what's up. There's a storyline that's going on there, and that's my big thing too. Where it's like, you know, have something for me in a way. You know, like give me something because like I want to work with y'all. I want to make everything better. I want to elevate the talent. I want to elevate the roster. I want to make it better than what it was than before I had got there. And I'm I'm all a person for progressing the story. Let me so like if if me and Kylon gotta run it back, we're gonna run it back until whatever y'all need done. We're gonna get that done. You put me in there with Flash. We're going to get it done with Flash. You put me in there with anybody that's got to be. It could be a top guy. It could be a bottom guy. We're gonna, it's going to be the, the main attraction no matter what. No matter right. what. And that's my whole mindset. And you talked about continuing the story. One story that I'd like to see with you involved continue on with is uh, the matches that you've been having with Ryan Frost. Obviously, at Test of Strength 3, um, you know, stuff didn't really go as planned. You know, yeah. you ended up losing the match. You ended up jumping him from behind, hitting him with his own kendo stick. You do do a little coast to coast, Shane O'Mac, RVD. Yeah. You know that. You know, how is it like working with Ryan Frost? Now, Ryan Frost. You know, this is another guy that we've had on the channel uh, just a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, what's it like working with him? Yeah, he's amazing, bro. Like, like, like he is the most genuine authentic person ever and it's like i could see why him and big jim were partners bro because they're both great dudes feel me so you could see like a lot a lot of each other in both of them you know what i'm saying but you know um we we, we there were certain things that we were supposed to do prior that we were talking about leading up into the show and things got changed around which happens is wrestling it's professional wrestling you know what i'm saying but frost was like damn you know like I wanted this this and that this is and that and it's like he felt so bad i'm like yo bro listen don't worry about it like i said like, i'm here to help y'all i'm here to help progress y'all so he was like you know this this and that i'm like it's cool and it's like he was so like empathetic and he was empathizing with me he just he just wants things to be great like we have the same goal where it's like we want both each other to be elevated and like i'll work with frost any day of the week 
any day because like it's, it's just easy because you got a good dude in a ring that's not that's not selfish you feel me like he, he looks out for you and he wants you to be better especially because it's the same thing like i said with that kylon there was like people know frost they know who he is up there they know everything he's like let's let, let's get you established let's work to get you established let, let, let's have people remember you let's have people be like okay Jay Bougie, all right. He he did something here. You know, you going up against this guy, and it's just and he, even with like the coast to coast, he was cool with that. With the Kindle stick, that was him. He was cool with that. You feel what I'm saying? Just like he's a cool dude. As long as, like, like we both say, if it progresses the story, it gets us where we need to be. It's all dope. But definitely shout out to Ryan Frost. He's a great dude. I can hit him up for anything at any day of the week, any time of the week. He, he's a great dude. And you know, I I definitely like to see that story progress. You know, especially after the actions that took place. I mean, not 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 saying that's a bad thing. I mean, hey, I mean, it happens, you know. I mean, sometimes we win fair, we lose fair. Sometimes we don't. But you know, at the same time, it's like that's all within the progression of the story. Is just you know, just storytelling, just like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I talked about debuts, and you know, obviously, you have another event coming up September 11th. Uh, Blood, sweat, and tears in Bridgeport. You're going to be going up against uh, Dicky Moon. Which, you know, another individual that you've had numerous encounters with, whether it was in tag team matches and PAPW, and then just, you know, leading up to this now, um, is there anything else uh, that we can expect out of you that maybe fans may not be aware about that you'd like to share? Um, I might really do a coast to coast. I got okay. I, I could just say that for now, you know, I'm working on it, but, you know, might my, my real life be a coast to coast out here? Uh, I'm just excited, bro. Like, like I said, I, I look for opportunity at any given moment. I look to it's not only put myself on, but put my boys on. If I if I got an opportunity that I know would benefit you better than what it would do for me, I'm gonna swing that to you, bro. Cause like it ain't gonna get the same results if it's for me. You feel what I'm saying? It, like they be like, hey, we want you to do this, but I'm like, you know what? Thank you, I appreciate. It. It's a great idea. Look at my boy right here. Everything you're asking for, he does. Literally, I can do it. I can do it without a doubt. I can do. It. I can do anything you ask me. But if I know there's something this person like specializes in, and like this, this is his vibe right here. I'm gonna swing that, bro, because it's gonna spin back around to me either way. Cause I just put him on. He gonna get something. And something else gonna come back. It's a revolving door. We all gonna help each other. Everybody gotta eat. You feel me? When we all work together in professional wrestling, bro, it's it's beautiful. It's an amazing thing. And that's just what I try to do out here on Independence because it's like, like I said before, you know, it's a lot of shady people out here. A lot of people want to work for just themselves, egos on that type of stuff. But you feel me? Let them do what they do. You feel what I'm saying? The good is always going to prevail. We're always going to win. So that that's just my mindset. But, yeah, you know, right now I'm working on doing a coast-to-coast. Working on that. Talking to a couple it, of people. You know, I, I definitely like to see you in promotions like, you know, maybe like Pro Wrestling Gorilla or, you know, just somewhere, anywhere in, like, the West Coast, you know, because, like, West Coast wrestling, it, it's even, you know, more hotter than, you know, East Coast wrestling. Okay. Especially, I mean, even if we do have, like, the maculate of just, like, having, like, New York wrestling and just, like, wrestling out in, like, Madison Square Garden, Connecticut wrestling. Obviously, over here in, you know, the Northeast, we got Northeast wrestling, PAPW, but, like, even West, you know, West Coast wrestling is definitely something to invest in, because, you know, this is definitely a fun time to be a wrestling fan, as, you know, it's bringing nostalgia back, especially when it comes to, like, certain territories, independent scenes, you know, it's it's giving wrestlers options again, because you gotta remember this, back, back in, like, the early 2000s, you know, once WWF purchased WCW, ECW, 
it was pretty much the dark days for, you know, uh, independent wrestling until, you know, Ring of Honor kind of made a surgence. TNA uh, was brought into the picture, and then PWG was founded in 2003. So, you know, as of right now, you know, 2021, it's like, you know, it's definitely making wrestling more valuable when it comes to, like, hey, where do I want to go? Where do I want to resign myself before making this ne- next jump? I agree, bro, for sure. And it's like, so the same thing talking about West Coast uh, wrestling is like, I- I've been fortunate enough to be cool with Jacob Fatu and Journey Fatu, his brother. I've had conversations with them on numerous times. You feel me? We, I was just talking to Journey Fatu last night about some son, son out there, and he's putting me on to different things. Like the Fatus are great people, bro. And it's like, I was, I was just saying too, where it's like, those are guys that you know they don't have to be this cool. You feel me? They don't have to be guys that look out for you. When it's like their family lineage speaks for itself, bro. You feel what I'm saying? But as I was, I was talking to, I was talking to my girl. I'm like, yo, like I'm over here chilling and talking to, talking with the Rock's family, bro. With Roman Reigns family, you feel me? My, my baby brother Bryce, his favorite wrestler is Roman Reigns. So you feel me? It's like, damn, like, like you feel me? I'm 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 talking to these guys and they dropping knowledge on me, stuff they don't have to do. And it's like I respect that and I appreciate them so much for that. So it's like when it comes like that West Coast scene, I know about it because they out there in that West Coast scene, they doing they vibe over there. Like I keep tabs on everything, bro. Like I'm looking at everywhere. I'm looking at how can I grow, how can I build the brand, how can I just get people knowing like who Jay Bougie is. And it's like like I said, like too. When I came out of PAPW, that was just like that was that was that was a beautiful thing for me. That was great because it's like yo, I'm working. It's starting to pay off. Where it's like people are like oh like oh shit like Bougie's here, and then they they got that reaction that like I was not expecting. So it's like that that is more fuel, bro. Just more fuel to just keep going. And it's like y'all gonna know me everywhere. Like, of course I'm gonna use social media to the best of my ability, but I wanna personally be there. I wanna step into those to, to those buildings, bro. Now you know one last question before we wrap everything up. Uh, do you look at wrestling as a long-term goal? I mean, obviously, you're still young in this profession, but, like, obviously, is there any other, like, academics or any type of um, field that you want to pursue um, if wrestling weren't to, you know, work out and pave the way? Um, I, well, wrestling is everything for me. You feel me? Like, that? that's, like, my priority. Like, I'm like this with it. But I'm also aware to the doors it can open. Right. Uh, open. So, like, for example, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the highest, if not the highest paid actor out here. And that is crazy, bro. You feel me? Dave Batista was in an Avengers movie, bro. Like, what? Are you like, wh- like, are you, are you feeling me right now, bro? Like, that's crazy, <laughs> bro. You feel what I'm saying is like, I want to be in an Avengers movie. I'm putting it out there. I say everybody, like, I want to be in a Marvel movie, bro. That's one of my goals. Like, for certain, for certain. I want to be in one of those. But, of course, you know, like, wrestling's my vibe. You feel me? Whether, and I'll tell this to everybody, too, where it's like, I always get asked the question, like, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to go? I'm going to go wherever someone's going to give me an opportunity to really, like, put myself out there and to truly do what I got to do, whether it's a MLW, ROH, AW, um, New Japan, Mexico, overseas, everywhere, no matter what, because I tell everybody, like, I'll hit all these places because I know in the day I'm going to end up at WWE, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like, I, I know I'm going to be signed by that. I know I'm going to come out on Monday Night Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and I'm going to come out at the Royal Rumble. Listen, I, I got to come out at the Royal Rumble. I got to do a Survivor Series match. I got to do a Hell in a Cell. I got to do a Money in the Bank. I got a Main Event Mania. 
I have to. Those right there, everything I got to do. Everything. Oh, man. No, nothing but premonitions, you know. It's, it's something that you can see. I'm sure it's a lot of things that a lot of people can see. Um, I, I'm just hoping, but, you know, nothing but the best. You know, I, I definitely have high respects for you, you know, especially for your in-ring craft. And not only your professionalism inside the ring, but obviously right now as we talk face-to-face. Yeah. So, that's uh, all you know. man. Like I said, like thank you for having me on here, bro. Like, like, like when you hit me early, it's like, yo, you saw a little earlier. I mean, I'm scrubbing dishes and everything, bro. I'm like, damn, let me hurry this up real quick, bro. I'm like, damn. But it was cool to me for me. Like, like I said, I, I like to be, I like to be me. You feel me? Any person like, oh yeah, just just give me something. I'm like, nah, let me I'm washing dishes, bro. I got you. Let me hurry up and do this real quick. I'm gonna get with you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, th- thank you for having me on here, bro. Like you, you doing what Ken K did for me before, bro. You giving me like that platform for out there, up there in New England. So I truly appreciate it. For sure, man. So if anything, you know, um, would definitely like to have you back on here. You know, maybe for like a part two. A definitely show. would like to have a part two. You know, maybe me or Rick. You know, can can conduct the next interview with you. But man, it, it'll definitely be fun because this was definitely. Hella fun. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Shit, I enjoy myself too, man. But about to wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Once again, I'd like to thank Jay Bougie for coming on to the show. Please follow us on all our social media platforms: Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, you know, on here. And of course, if you guys would like to follow us on our individual social media accounts, you can follow me, Dan the Beast ninety four on YouTube. Uh, D Banshee 187 on Instagram, Danny Bryan on Facebook. Um, and that's pretty much it. If you guys uh, want any merchandise, uh, we'll leave all that in the link um, description and the link, the link in the description down below. Y'all already know what I'm saying. But, <laughs> you know, if you guys want a t shirt, guys want a fridge magnet, guys want a coffee cup, represent God. your favorite podcast, PWZ all the way. So, link in the description will be down below. Um, and until next time, guys, and I'm going to take a little phrase out of Bougie's book. God bless. God bless. Yes, sir.
can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. <laughs>